Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Welcome back to Star Wars Minute. It's the daily podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and celebrate the Star Wars movies one minute at a time. And we have just barely more than one minute left. Yes. Uh, I'm Pete the Retailer from PeteTheRetailer.com. This is your friend Alex Robinson from ComicBookAlex.com. And today we're talking about minute 142. That's a ridiculous number. That's absurd. Uh, Star Wars Episode 2, The Attack of the Clones. Um, minute 142 starts with the credits for the Foley editors. And it ends with the uh, encouragement to go visit the official website at www.starwars.com. Except you don't have to buy that now, do you? I tried. <laughs> I tried and failed. <laughs> um, but yeah, some more credits, some a couple of interesting things going on in these credits. Do tell. Do you, did you have any uh, notable credits? Well, you can start. Uh, I started the last one. I just had some uh, locations where they shot locations that mm. they filmed at. So if you are uh, wanted to do a Star Wars tour and go to locations where they shot Attack of the Clones, here's where you need to go. Okay. In Italy, mm-hmm. Lake Como. Of course. And Casperta. Casperta. Caserta. Caserta, there you go. Yeah. I was trying to work in a Casper mattress uh, right. plug into that. <laughs> Caserta and Lake Como. Have you been to either of those places? I think you went to one, right? We drove by Caserta, but we didn't get to stop there. Do they have a sign like saying, Tactical "No, Clones was filmed here"? Or no, I was uh, excited. We would have had to. It wasn't like we drove right by the outside. We mm-hmm. would have like, all right, turn right and go to, to go to Caserta, and it would have been like thirty-five kilometers or something. something like that. Yeah, so. Didn't get a chance to because we were uh, behind schedule, having a weird day. Do you know what they filmed where? Uh, that was the interiors of the Naboo Palace, uh, or Caserta, and I think maybe some of the exteriors. But the um, Lake Como was the the all the kind of the love Naboo stuff. The, I, hate, um, I don't like sand. Barakino, the 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 royal hideaway. Mm-hmm. I think that stuff was all Lake Como. Do you think the movies would have been? This is a sidetrack. Uh, Lord of the Rings. Have you heard of it? Mm-hmm. They famously filmed those all back to back. Right. Do you think that would have been a uh, made the movie stronger in a way because it would have kind of made them more of a piece and less? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's a piece, all right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously, no. the stuff with uh, with uh, Jake Lloyd and stuff wouldn't wouldn't fit, and Liam Neeson doesn't carry through. But uh, like, right. I'm thinking, like, it's weird that they had to go back to. Uh, they decided to go back to Naboo. Could take a Caserta just to film that one scene with Co Bibble and the right. and the Queen, rather than just filming it when they were there for had uh, to or uh, got to. I think <laughs> yeah, that's the whole true. thing. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, I I don't know. They probably should have done it all in one shot. 
Well, I guess also it probably would have helped if George Lucas had written the entire script out ahead right. of time rather than waiting until, right. like, you know, well, the camera was rolling before handing <laughs> people their uh, their lines. Um, Tunisia. Hmm, our old friend. Made famous, of course, from uh, the original Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tozur and Matmata hmm. in Tunisia. And I guess, obviously, that was... Uh, Moss Espa mm-hmm. and uh, the Lars Homestead. Right. You look puzzled. I'm trying to think of other two locations in Tatooine, but I forgot about Moss Espa. Yeah, Moss Espa. Again, that is, feels like it's something that probably could have been filmed. Right. I guess the Lars Homestead was not in episode one, but uh, it seems like the Moss Espa stuff. Yeah. That way they wouldn't have need to bring Watto back. They could just have him for that one. They're bringing Watto back. <laughs> have him grow his beard out, give him a tin mm-hmm. plate on his head, and they would have been <laughs> done with him. And. Um, Seville, Spain. Hmm. Uh, was that some of the Naboo Castle stuff? Maybe. That was like the exterior where they're walking up to it, I think. Again, that seems weird that they like just right. went for one. Uh, maybe that was when they were in the in their um, their uh, refugee stuff. When they get off the refugee ship and they're walking up to the palace. I yeah. think that was the part that was in Spain. Maybe some of the other exteriors. I don't know. And uh, another classic um, location, Elstree Studios. Of course. In uh, England and Ealing Studios, also in England, mm. were, f- were some of the location shots. So there you go. Well, uh, what did they, I thought this was all filmed in Australia. That was the whole point. I guess they did some... Hmm, you know, that's a good point. Oh, uh, sorry. And Fox Australia. I right. see it now. That was number one thing on the list. Right. So but, I mean, what did they film at Elstree if they were doing, I guess, some, some interior effects stuff? I don't... Maybe. Interesting. So there you go. So one, two, there's, uh, assuming you count England as one location, Elstree and Ealing, they're probably not too far away from each other. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven locations. So uh, that's not so bad, Hmm. especially considering that, uh, although Tunisia, from what I understand, is uh, kind of in a political hotbed uh, these days. Somewhat, yeah. Wasn't there a big story about how... uh, ISIS was was gonna capture the Lars Homestead, and yeah, everyone was all was. like, uh, "That might have been fake." Upset about that? No, the Lars Homestead was a real thing. Oh, okay, okay. Or are you saying ISIS is fake? <laughs> it's totally different podcast, right? Um, well, I, I'll add another location to that. Hmm? Soundtrack recorded at Abbey Road Studios. Oh, wrong show. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is uh, where the other ones. I, I don't remember where any of the other ones recorded there. I can't remember. It was the first time I remember saying it. That doesn't mean certainly not. Hmm. It doesn't mean it's the first time I remember reading it. I uh, frequently one area that I think we kind of somewhat neglect on our show is the uh, the music because I right. mean not, not neither of us are musicians. We haven't had a lot of like musicians other than Chrysanthemum. We haven't had, uh, hmm. had Tony Thaxton. Oh, that's right, Thaxton. Probably someone else, but I mean, yeah. So Thaxton. Uh, but I feel like people, a lot of people seem to have more interest in the soundtrack, whereas to me, other than the love theme, I, I can't. nothing stands out to me as right. memorable from this score. Well, but I think part of that is also that it was last minute. Like, everything was last minute. And so there's even some stuff, like we were talking to somebody about, that there was, you know, a lot of stuff just basically cut and pasted from Phantom Menace 
into this because they just didn't have time oh, right. to write the, the good music for it. Yeah. I remember the uh, Droid Factory scene being kind of like almost like they played all the soundtracks over each other, <laughs> right? <laughs> just kind of like simultaneously. Um, yeah, but I do like the um, you know love theme from Attack of the Clones. Not only because it's called love theme from Attack of the Clones. Yeah, across the stars. If you want to be that, if you want to be poetic. And I guess while we're talking about that, and Tony Thaxton, we should thank him for uh, providing our closing theme this whole season. That's right. And uh, a bunch of incidental music. I, last week, he wrote Radke's theme that we used last Aww. week. So, Love um, theme from Chris Radke. <laughs> um, yeah, and you can uh, go check him out. Tony Thaxton, he's at downright.com. D-O-W-N. Right. W-R-I-T-E, downright. And you can buy songs from him and stuff like that. And he recently uh, uh, started a Patreon. That's right. He's got his own Patreon where you can get Star Wars songs Mm -hmm. um, there. So do that, too. Um, I've also got uh, notes. I don't have... uh, I didn't actually check out the other stuff that they did, but I've got notes on um, who the stand-ins were. Stand-ins. Dorme. (laughs) Uh, Richard Pike stood in for uh, Ewan McGregor. Richard Pike. That's a cool name. Gordon Tyler. Stood in for uh, Hayden Christensen, and I, I looked him up. Uh, he hasn't done much else at all. Hmm. And uh, Natalie Lawley stood in for Natalie Portman. No, they think they hired her just because it was less easier. She yeah. was like, it wasn't even an official stand-in. She was just kind yeah. of like, just go in there, and if they say Natalie, you say yes. It is funny that uh, Natalie Portman's stand-in was named Natalie just right. like, when the queen had stand-ins. <laughs> you never know what happened to Dorme. She wasn't even invited to the wedding either. Well, she would have blabbed all over the place. You think so? You yeah. don't think they have like a uh, like a vow of secrecy? Like she knows she's getting paid by you know paid me. <laughs> <laughs> you paid me. <laughs> um, do you think? Uh, I guess maybe when Padme died at childbirth, do you think someone wrote a tell-all? Oh, I thought you were going to say do you think somebody wrote to Dorme? Yeah. <laughs> um. Or also after uh, Padme died, maybe uh, Anakin should have, Dorme should have stepped up as the next, oh, right. you know, as the substitute Mrs. Uh, mm. Skywalker. Uh, at the time of this writing, this is a bit of a digression, but it's the credits, who cares? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm reading the Tarkin novel. Oh, right. And uh, one thing I thought was interesting was that they refer to Tarkin uh, writing his, publishing his memoirs. Mm. Right. Which is weird. That it's is weird. Do you think I mean, it, it makes sense in a, in a, in a way. In a way. <laughs> That's what it's called. In a way. <laughs> in a way. My life, life is a of moth. Will Huff Tarkin. <laughs> but do you think that was, uh, was it published during his lifetime? Was it posthumously? I don't know. Was it a benefit book for the all the, uh, the survivors of the Death Star? All the uh, husbands and wives and, and orphans? Widows mm-hmm. and widowers? That's my favorite role-playing game, Widows <laughs> and Widowers. <laughs> life in a retirement home. Alex, if there's anyone who hasn't read Demonic and Other Tales, the short fiction of Garen Cockrell by this time, I can only think of one thing stopping them. Kanji Club? No. In today's fast-paced, coffee-achieving world, who's got the time or the patience to sit and stare at a book for hours on end like some kind of nerd? You will learn patience. But while you're waiting, I have a great solution. Audible. Oh, did you mean the largest provider of premium spoken digital audio entertainment on the internet? That Audible? That's the one. In addition to Demonic and other tales, Audible has an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original shows, news, comedy, and more. 
book's on tape. Come on, Alex. I haven't used my 8-track player in years. How can I... Throw away those old tape players and mini-disc players. You can download Audible's Ear Treats right to your iPhone, Android device, Fire tablet, iPod, or other off-brand MP3 player and lose yourself into a world of audio entertainment. Oh, I've always wanted to lose myself. Well, you've convinced me. I'm ready to enjoy books in a whole new way. I want to listen anywhere, anytime. I'm going to try Audible for free by texting the word Audible to 28325. That's A-U-D-I-B-L-E to the number 28325. Um, I don't know if that would be... Who else's memoirs would you be curious to read from Star Wars? Uh, Dexter Jetster, of course. Mm-hmm. A little bit of recipe. Have some of his recipes in it. Mm-hmm. Um... Rick Oley. <laughs> These are my memoirs by Rick Oley. <laughs> I'm writing a book. The end. <laughs> uh, I don't know. There's a couple of people that seem to have interesting... It seems like it would almost be better to have people who weren't like the main characters, but were right. like, subs- like the, the, the librarian from the... Yocasta uh, Nu? Yeah, exactly. But then you run in the risk of like... I don't know. It's almost like, well, what, you know, show me what Boba Fett was like when he was a boy, you know, and like, mm-hmm. let, let me see, you know, Darth Vader's childhood and let's have Greedo fighting you know, walls or whatever. But it'd be nice to have like a juicy tell-all about the Jedi, you know, the dark secrets of the Jedi. Like, mm. I bet, uh, I bet Sheev did something like that. Like, got some former, like the janitor of the Jedi to kind of t- talk about all like the, the sacrifice, the, you know, the children's sacrifices they did and and and, and the mm, all the scandals yeah. like the satanic panic kind yeah. of of the jedi we need a tmz of the star wars mm. universe <clears throat> um the, there's another section in here mm-hmm. special thanks special thanks there's two two things i wanted to bring up under special thanks mm-hmm. <clears throat> um number one oh there's three things i think uh no, two things under special thanks. One is a separate credit. Mm-hmm. Under special thanks, they thank the Byron Bay and Sydney Kendo clubs. That's right. Weren't some of the Jedi from the uh, from those clubs? That makes total sense now that I, um, you know, looking back, and uh, I think I was kind of disparaging the Kendo you know, club extra Jedi's as mm-hmm. as uh, being you know the type that take it too seriously, and a Kendo club could be those kinds of guys. <laughs> Nothing against Kendo. I'm, not, I'm a big, you know, fan of the martial arts. You do not want to anger people no, who are into martial carry arts. Sticks. <laughs> uh, carry sticks. Carry uh, sticks. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, I totally see that as like, yep, they look like a Kendo club. Some of those guys mm-hmm. in the background. So, uh, but also, special thanks, Renee Russo. <laughs> Renee Russo. Yeah, she's got a special thanks in Attack of the Clones. Hmm. Was she secretly dating George Lucas at the time I or something? I don't know. Well, why, would she, why would they thank her? Right? I don't know. Hmm. I didn't even think to Google, like, why. If maybe somebody's explained that. Star Wars explained. <laughs> maybe he knows. I'll call Alex. Renee Russo. Would she have been a good Dooku? I can't even picture Renee Russo right now. She was in Get Shorty. Yeah. I just saw another movie with her in it that I was surprised she was in it. Was it Attack of the Clones? That was it. Hmm. She played um, Fadme. <laughs> now I'm distracted by what movie I saw that had uh, Rene Russo in it. <laughs> uh, I, I have no um, no idea. I did a little Googling. 
and uh, remain a mystery. One of the first things that came up for some reason was uh, episode seventy six of Attack of the Clones Minute. Weird. You how? Googled Rene Russo. Rene and- Russo, Attack of the Clones, and and one of Hal Lublin's minutes came up. So maybe Hal knows the answer. Hmm. There's also a credit in here. Uh, 3D scanning by Gentle Giant, and we just ran into this. Uh, I was confused about the booth at Star Wars Celebration earlier this year, mm-hmm. uh, because 3D Systems, Systems. is a, a company that uh, is run by uh, the guy who holds the patent for for um, stereolithography, 3D printing, uh, and they had a booth there that was with Gentle Giant, and I was like, well, what? Why is why is the toy company here with like, you know one of the biggest 3D printing companies, and it turns out that Gentle Giant does a myriad of things. They do take the toys, and what they do, I think, is 3D scan the old Kenner figures and then print them, manufacture them in large sizes, which makes total sense. Yeah. Um, But then they also did 3D scanning for the movie um, where they do, you know, if they need somebody's... Christopher Lee's head. Christopher Lee's head. They'll do a 3D scan of it at Gentle Giant, and then they'll you know give it to the to the effects guys, and uh, so they did. They have a whole setup where they do 3D scanning and printing, and they do it for. They'll do 3D scanning for a lot of different movies. Their their resume is quite large, but then they also do the toy reproductions. It all makes sense now. It all comes together. <clears throat> Bring me the digital head of Christopher Lee. <laughs> um. Oh, and here's a note from this minute, too. Mm-hmm. Here's a little trivium from <laughs> okay. this. Um, uh, did you know that this uh, this movie is the only Star Wars movie that does not have the sound of Darth Vader breathing in it? Interesting. That's true, because Phantom Menace technically has him in the very closing minute, these very minutes of right. The Phantom Menace. Right. And all the other movies have Darth Vader in some form or another. Of the Lucas movies. No, including the Disney movies. When did we hear Darth Vader breathing in um, Force Awakens? When Kylo Ren is looking at the helmet, Oh, you we... hear Darth Vader breathing. Ah, I did not And then in Rogue that. One, of course, you, uh, you hear yeah, Darth Vader panting and wheezing yeah. after uh, exerting himself. Choking on his perspiration. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. So yeah, this is, to, to date, this is the only, uh, I'm assuming future movies might uh, yes, this fall is, in this line. This is as of May 2017. Right. But uh, that's an interesting note there. That Maybe is that's interesting. What, that could have helped it. Maybe throw in some Darth Vader breathing somehow. <laughs> and, and, and a Death Star. Although I guess we did see the Death Star briefly. That's true. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, I... Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of the Death Star? We love doing list, little listicles. Mm-hmm. Um, I wrote down three ways I think this movie would have been improved. Interesting. Without substantial... Well, I don't know if they would have been substantial changes. I guess two of these would have been substantial changes. Mm-hmm. Number one is uh, the dialogue. <laughs> That's a major change. That's substantial. Well, I mean, you could keep the same plot and just make the dialogue a little less, you know. Again, I think it's execution. I think if you'd had the dialogue, just had it performed, mm-hmm. it would be significantly better. It would not be a sticking point. I'll tell you what. We'll do two different versions, one in which I rewrite the dialogue and one that goes with the original. Okay. We'll do an uh, A-B test. Um. I think a big weakness of the movie and uh, for the overall structure of the prequels is that Anakin and Obi-Wan spend almost all their time uh, separate. Right. 
I think we I agree with that. I think we agreed that it probably would have been stronger to have Anakin, Padme, and Obi Wan going on adventures together. Right. And that would have been fairly easy to accomplish. You could easily have Anakin and Padme going to Kamino mm-hmm. and then um you know, obviously the stuff with Tatooine would have had to been slightly different because Obi Wan never would have put up with that. But you know, they could have come up with some other, yeah, some other. Diversion. That could have been where he went to. He could have gone to Geonosis from there and then called Anakin. To the, right. You know what I mean? They could have gone to Tatooine first. Yeah. And um, I feel like this was a problem. We can see something else. No, Obi Wan could have looked for houses. Yeah. Um, and uh, this last one is a bit trickier. It's more a problem in Revenge of the Sith than it is in this one. But I wish Padme had a little bit more to do and was kind of given an arc of her own right. other than just falling in love with that. She really does nothing else from the rest oh, of yeah. in, oh. in Revenge of the Sith. She's pregnant, oh. the end. Right. You know, she really has no none of her own plot or anything. So right. um and it's tough. Although it's in these movies, if anything, there's room for other characters to have plots because there's no other real it's nothing to interfere with that. Yeah, there's no. It's not like there's other. Uh, anyway, those are my three choices for ways to improve the movie. Interesting. By uh, improvey the movie. Improvey the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that's all I have for minute one forty two. I'm afraid. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, pretty much all I had. I, I disagree with you on the dialogue. I think that. I mean, I think it could be better, certainly, but mm-hmm. it's not a major problem if you executed it well so yeah um i would much rather have seen just the original script as i've said multiple times seen the original script performed uh as as written and then maybe some tweaks to you know if you did include if you did make their the friendship between anakin and obi-wan a little more obvious by having them have some adventures together i I also agree with that but script as written much better movie i've said that a million times i will agree it is a better movie yes uh well that's uh that's all we had for 142. Uh credits credits credits. You guys Orson credits. This will be uh this will be over tomorrow. Crazy. Um so we're going to wrap things up here. Hopefully you guys can come back and join us tomorrow. Uh we'll be here for the brand new episode of Star Wars Movie. Star Wars. Movie.